Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, my friends. Um, my name is Kimberly Rice, Chief Changemaker for Changemakers, a business accelerator program for women professionals to help them create the career of their dreams by charting their own course. Today, I'm so excited to welcome my friend Janet Valenza for a new episode of our Changemaker podcast. We're going to dive into professional design and dress and what makes us feel good, how we can make the decisions on our wardrobe and how we show up in the physical sense. So welcome this morning, Janet. Thank you, Kimberly. I'm so excited to be here. This is going to be fun. Fun. I mean, there's so many times, particularly, and I'm I'm sure we're going to talk about this, pre-COVID, I think you and I are, have been in the workplace um, long enough to remember pantyhose, God help us, um, and pumps, and uh, lined jackets in 100 degree weather where we had to go to meetings and multi layers. And it's so interesting that um, when COVID hit in March 2020, uh, everything shut down, it really from the world of fashion and design, as it relates to professional wardrobes, um, it was a revolutionary. Would you agree with that? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, you know, people started to live in sweatpants and hoodies, and uh, it was a, a whole different world for sure. So we're going to dive into some of that as far as the um, the incremental changes, and then the blast revolutionary that happened in 2020, and how we, as uh, professional women and professionals, uh, can address that in a very productive and easy way in a non-stressful way. But first, I want you, Janet, to share with our listeners a bit about yourself, a few insights into your professional journey, and what makes your heart sing professionally. Well, thanks, Kimberly. I am the president of women's wardrobe brand, Go Go Gracious. And our mission is to help dynamic women like you who appreciate fashion, look great in less time. And my passion really, what makes my heart sing is being able to share the lessons that I learned over the last 20 years about how to simplify my wardrobe. And and I, I have everything I need for every occasion, for every climate, and I don't have a lot of clothes. So it took 20 years to kind of develop that I really have a passion for sharing it with others. And beyond that, I am a past CFO also from over 20 years ago. I do do have a fashion design degree as well more recently, but my past is a CFO. So I come at it from a very analytical viewpoint, which is unusual in fashion. And and that's what I bring to the table. That's different. Mm -hmm. That's fascinating. So you've walked both sides of the of the line per se, as far as in the corporate world, because she wasn't um, young and Rubicam. It, that was a very, very large advertising agency in New York, right? Yes, at the time it was the world's largest privately held ad agency in the world. Yeah, so a lot of expectations, I would imagine, and image uh, importance in that environment. Yes, absolutely. Um, Talking actually was very important in that environment. It, advertising's a, a speaking business, but you know, visual is always important. Our clothes speak before we do. So 
it's important no matter what field you're in. Exactly. So I'm just curious, um, you know, moving and transitioning from that corporate environment, what led you down the, this part specific professional path? Well, first of all, I've been in my own business. I've had my own business for over 20 years and I was in the corporate world only 10 years. So, you know, most of my life, most of my professional life has been spent um, as a business owner. The short answer to your question is that I went, uh, I studied accounting because it was my father's dream. That's what he wanted me to do. And I followed his dream, became a CFO of a hundred million dollar subsidiary of Young and Rubicam. And then one day I had an epiphany in my corner office with all the trappings, the, you know, I had bought an apartment, I had the funded my retirement account. And I, and I realized this is not my dream. This is my father's dream. And I wanted a chance to pursue my own dream. So I left there. Uh, I quit without a lot of thought. I mean, I waited a few weeks, but I did quit without a lot of thought because I knew, and I wish I had more preparation, but I knew that even if I was a complete dismal failure, that it would be better than a life of bitterness and resentment. And, and that's kind of where I was going. I, I had that, thank goodness and thank God, level of self-awareness, even at that early stage. Hmm. Well, talk about a change-making um, epiphany, if you will, right? I mean, to completely step out of what you had trained and been educated to do and then had that uh, revelation that in fact, that is not the best use of your gifts and talents. Exactly, exactly. And um, it's, I think that the best use of your gift and talents as you put it, even if it's challenging, is a much better path than living a life that isn't really you. Because mm. even if it's hard, there's still a satisfaction in, in doing something that you really feel that you were meant to do. Mm. And it takes a lot of courage to do that, doesn't it? I mean, does, I mean, the courage, because you don't know the uncertainty that faces you from going from what you knew into something that you did not know. Yes, it does. And, and many people recognize that in me. And, and I feel grateful to... Uh, to have that, that, that gift, really, I was able to do that. Um, I don't know, some people might think it was a foolish move, but for me, for me, it was, it was the right thing. And I never looked back, you know, I really never looked back. That's phenomenal. That's phenomenal. Well, um, kudos to you for having stepped out. So um, I'd love for you to share with our listeners a, a little bit about your services, what you find working with women professionals, how they benefit from your services, um, and what their pain points are. Um, well, the, the, the benefit is really that women are busy, professional women are busy, and they often don't have time to shop. They love clothing, don't have time to shop, or they... Um, have beautiful pieces. A lot of the clients, I'm thinking of one client in particular who had, had beautiful pieces, so a great eye on her own, but just difficulty 
putting it together and turning it into outfits and seeing, mm-hmm. you know, how to put it together. With, with having been in sweatpants and hoodies for two years, people have come to me and said, gee, you know, I'm standing in front of my closet. I don't, I don't, you know, everything, there's too, first of all, there's too much in there. Secondly, uh, I, I, um, I, I, everything's gone so casual, even more casual now. And my clothes just simply look too formal or, uh, like you, my weight has fluctuated and, and I'm really not sure about the sizing and all of that. So, so we can help with that. And, you know, the, the process on one's own can be overwhelming and, and, uh, confusing and and that's that's the benefit of it we help our philosophy is simplicity we help women go from comfy to camera to client without really changing our our simply smart style consultation is unique in that it's virtual right in front of your own closet Mm -hmm. and um the result the deliverable is we identify 10 items Five outfits, complete outfits, which include accessories like, you know, the pop of color um, and layering so that, you know, you can accommodate air conditioning and everything else. Shoes. So they're complete outfits, five complete outfits, as I said, that go from comfy to camera to client without changing. Mm -hmm. And we also part of it also part of the deliverable. The third thing is a shopping list Mm -hmm. so that of missing pieces so that when with visual examples, by the way, so that when you do go out to shop, you're not overwhelmed by everything the fashion industry has thrown at, thrown at us. And yeah. I, really, I really believe the fashion industry does not serve the professional woman because it's all about more is more, here's the fads of the season, you must have this, here's the colors you need to buy this year, when all of that is just, you know, overwhelming and as I said doesn't doesn't serve women so we make the way that we serve women is we make it easy despite all these challenges to look and feel great you know just throughout the diverse activities of your day if you're you know on a zoom call heading to coffee with a client picking up your kids you know walking your dog go back to the office getting on a plane you know the clothing that that we help you assemble facilitates those diverse activities, looking and feeling great without having to change. Hmm. Sounds very powerful, very convenient. Um, I love the Simply Smart style consultations in front of your closet. What is that like? I would assume that's like a Zoom. Yes, that's like that's a Zoom call. We could do it on FaceTime also, where uh, the client prepares for the meeting by coming with, I ask her to bring her measurements, and then I ask her to um, create, put together three outfits, what she would wear working from home, what she would wear to meet a client, what she would wear, say, in the evening to go out to a nice dinner. And so those are three different things. That And when she comes, I get a sense of how she's dressing now, what she's wearing, and it's this jumping off point for us together to evaluate those outfits for fit, which is the most important thing and looking great for versatility. Um, meaning we're always looking to go from that day to evening philosophy with every outfit for how it's put together, like the various pieces 
And oftentimes I love this because I find gems in people's closets that they hadn't thought of wearing mm. with that way. And then for styling. So as I said a minute ago, the complete outfit, which includes the accessories, the shoes, the layers, and, and, and that's, that's how it works. So it's, yes, it's virtual. It's on a Zoom call. It's in front of her closet. And she is changing. So, you know, she's just stepping off to change and coming back so that it's a very dynamic process because I can't, I have to see the whole body, including the shoes to evaluate it. Mm, powerful. I mean, it really is something that uh, uh, is empowering, it must be very empowering for your clients that they can um, have this closet closed um, outfit inventory right in the comfort of their own homes. Yes. It is. It is. But, you know, the feedback has been great. People enjoy it. They find it useful. And it really is the first step to following, a, you know, this same process in, into different seasons that, 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 that will eventually allow you to consolidate things. And, mm. and it's also the first step to, to letting go of things. You know, people often say, oh, I have to wait until, you know, I get, I get rid of my clutter or cull down my closet. No, you really don't have to wait for that because you, you, um, you start, if I always tell people, start with what you love, start with what works and let's build from there in, from your own closet. Then you can see what's not working and what, what you can really get rid of. You'll have a better idea by, st by building from what's working. Mm, I love that. I love that. Start with what's working first. So, you know, the theme of our podcast and my heart mission is about change making and change makers. And there's so many women professionals who are out in that workplace, um, <clears throat> juggling so many things, um, moving from comfy to um, I forget what you said, comfy to something to yeah, client. To comfy to camera to client. There you go. Comfy to client. Love that. So as it relates to professional dressing um, here in 2022, what I'd love for you to tell us what, from your unique perspective, what you've seen in the past two years and what do you see on the horizon that is disrupting business as usual as it relates to fashion and design? Well, in, in a word, two, two things really. I think um, COVID and the lockdown that, that, that happened really made things even more casual. F fashion was, you know, was going very casual before that. I mean, you look at, you know, big eight accounting firm having business casual dress code five days a week. This was pre-COVID. Pre mm -hmm. that, that's casual when a big conservative firm like that says we're going business casual. And then COVID, you know, accelerated that whole um, that whole process. And I don't think that's going away. I think that the biggest challenge for a lot of people um, women and men, but you know, women is our, is, is our focus. Big challenge is how do I balance casual looks with leadership presence, right? Because we all want to be, you know, we're striving to be leaders. We want to look like leaders. We want to feel like leaders. And if it's too casual, it's not, it doesn't feel like that. Um, so, so I think that's, that's a challenge that, that we address with a lot of our information. And, and, and like many industries, the other answer to your question is technology. Um, 
technology is affecting everything. And I think the opportunity for disruption in fashion and design with technology is what we're starting to, to focus on, which is beginning, being able to begin inside of a client's closet so that you know she, we can sell her the right things, that she can get the right things, that 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 it's not just purchasing things in a vacuum. It's purchasing with a lot of information gathered, and and including a you know a, a, an inventory of what's in your closet. I mean, we, there's technology now that 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 accommodates that, and it just. It just makes sense. Why would anyone want to shop in a vacuum when they could shop with 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 the benefit of everything they they already own? And 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 for for you know for designers for for retailers for fashion companies to be able to help a client to that level and to that degree, I think is a is a win win. Um, I mean, I think it could create a client for life for sure, and really, really help someone solve the issues that that they have every day getting dressed with their wardrobe. What do you see? That's a, that's an interesting jumping off point. What do you see as some of the most common um, obstacles or road bumps for many of your or your women clients specifically in the leadership roles in the, you know, the, the C-suite areas. You mean in terms of their wardrobe? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, the most, the, the, so I talk about collars a lot. Okay. So you could see me wearing a collar here because a collar frames the face um, for a call. You know, the collar is highlighting the face and, and it's an easy way to lend leadership presence. And it's, it's, it, but you don't want to wear anything that's too stiff or formal because it just doesn't look modern enough. So, you know, a collared shirt in a knit fabric, for example, creates a, um, a, a more casual feel to it than, than say a woven fabric. It's more, you know, a stretch, a stretch uh, knit item is more casual than a woven item, but the collar, balances it out. So I would say the biggest challenge is that we help give them information. And they, I led an event last week for my women's business owners group. People came back to me with what they learned, which was very satisfying because I always seek to give people value, useful information. And one of the things I said there, which is similar to what I just said about a collar and, and, a, and a knit fabric, is that you want to get a structured like a blazer, for example, you could get a structured jacket like a blazer in a more casual fabric, like a fleece or a knit, and that that kind of balances the the um, the leadership with the casual in a in a way that most people don't think about because these pieces are not easy to find, and and you know we've all been taught to think oh, this is for work and this is for play, and but we haven't been taught to think how do we truly bring that together. And, and so I think that's the challenge for most people. They think they don't have the information to think about things in a more, again, it's analytical so that that versatility and, and casual leadership presence is there. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree. I mean, it needs to be simple, transitioning easily, um, but yet 
um, reflecting um, your, I guess, I don't want to say status, but, but, but it matters uh, as far as what the clothes, how, what the message we're sending um, non-verbally through what we're wearing, right? Yes. And I know that you, you talk about that as well. And, and, and it's definitely important, you know, it's, it's definitely important and, and you don't have to feel, you know, people say, oh, it's not going to be comfortable. Yes, it is going to be comfortable because there's a lot of stretch and knits are really comfortable. And, and, you know, it's, you can be comfortable and still have that leadership presence at the same time. Mm -hmm. Uh, that it is interesting. I mean, it's there's been so many changes in the fashion industry just in the last couple of years. I mean, we can find spandex or other type of stretchy um, elements in even the most buttoned up looking um, corporate in um, outfits or pieces. Yes, and that and are very forgiving. <laughs> very forgiving and very comfortable, and 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 also you know make it lend an easier look to it because that stretch kind of makes it more crossover into almost like an active wear feeling. Mm. That, yeah. That's wonderful. Um, so I'm just curious from your unique point of view, Janet, what are some of uh, your best practices and analytical approach that women professionals should focus on to develop a winning game plan? Well, the first, the first thing that, that, that I like to, I focus on is uh, as far as analytical goes is wearability and, and, and items really earning their keep in your closet, right? So closet is real estate and, you know, you want items that you're wearing a lot to be taking up that real estate. Otherwise they haven't earned their keep. So ideas like price per wear, like sometimes people will say, oh, I could never buy that. That's too expensive. Not if you're going to wear it like a hundred times in one year, right? It's not so expensive. So that, so that idea of price per wear, uh, the idea of um, earning your keep in your closet, your clothes have to earn their keep. Um, and, you know, most people wear only 20% of what's in their closet. Mm. I can tell you, I have gotten to the point where I wear everything in my closet. Otherwise it's not in there. Wow, and, that's amazing. Yeah, and so this is the way I've done it. Okay, so that so that's that's the overall kind of analytical approach, and then things like um, knowing what cut is best for your shape, and you don't have to stick to that cut a hundred percent of the time, but it but it's meaning like a, a straight figure form form fitted form fitted shape or an A line, you know, so, so th those are two examples of cuts. And, um, and so the reason why you would want to know that, and you'd want to have Pete thinking about that when you purchase piece pieces is because they are more easily layerable. You cannot put a, you know, big, flowing garment underneath a very fitted jacket. You're just never going to look good or feel good. And so if you start thinking in that analytical way, um, you will be, get more wearability by definition from your clothing. And a, a practical aspect of it is you will be able to wear 
items that are summer that's you know for summer underneath your winter layers so you don't have to change out your clothes okay i don't change out my clothes and i feel great in pretty much everything i own so um changing out your clothes is a headache for busy <laughs> oh lord it is i've been doing it for decades um i have a very i have a distinct spring summer winter fall transition um when we go you know, like when we go to much warmer climates where we need linen and gauze, that's a whole nother separate thing, um, you know, in the, the, the higher humidities, et cetera. So it can become pretty complex. Yes. And, you know, if, if you know, to each his own, I say, and if some people like to live that way and it's fine, but what we're focusing on is the, you know, the professional woman with not a lot of time to devote to this, who wants to look and feel great, who loves clothes, but but really wants to get away from that level of complexity in, in how they live. Sure, sure. Well, this has just been an absolutely fascinating uh, conversation. It, to me, it's fascinating because I've always been into fashion. I uh, work with our clients, uh, change maker clients and members uh, and women professionals for many, many years in the power of professional presence. But now we have to add the, the uh, additional, you know, in the post-COVID era, because it truly has revolutionized how we show up, what, what is, you know, best practices, really. Um, and as, as you say, I love the comfy to, to camera to client, because so many of us are working, you know, a lot of us are working in a hybrid model where we don't go into a bricks and mortar office and have that FaceTime every day. And your firm, you and your expertise and your team um, offer the solution for, for the, that exact issue. And particularly if you, you know, you've just got the busy schedule and your, your hybrid home, you're at work, um, and you do have a lot of demands on your time that require, you know, different looks and different images and the different ways you want to show up. So um, I think it's just absolutely wonderful that, um, that you and your team can offer these solutions for these busy, our busy women, um, professional clients. So I just wanted to offer, is there anything else that you'd like to share with our listeners you know, to give them an insight into how you serve your clients? Let's see. I do not think that that I left anything out. You, you are very thorough in your questions. And um, I think that I pretty much covered what uh, we initially talked about. So I okay. think it's great. Good. And I just wanted to give you that opportunity. So um, as we, we end another episode of our Change Makers podcast, where we're always uplifting and hopefully offering uh, empowering information to our Change Maker listeners, um, I certainly want to give you, Janet, um, an, an opportunity to connect with our listeners. And so what would you say and offer as the best way for our listeners to connect with you? Well, I can be reached by email at Janet V, like, so that's Janet V, like victory, at gogogracious.com. And that's spelled exactly as it sounds, G-O-G-O -G -O plus the word gracious.com. So Janet V at gogogracious.com. I welcome phone calls. <laughs> People don't pick up the phone, but if anyone is inclined, my number's 917 
497-5319, or you can text me there. Or I can be reached on all social media. My handle is at Jan V N Y C. That's J A N V like victory N Y C like New York city. So at Jan V N Y C and uh, that's on um, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube where I have over a hundred tip videos now um, with a lot of great information. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much. This has been an absolutely fascinating conversation. Um, I'm sure that our listeners are going to pick up some wonderful tips of, of the things that you've offered of how to move from comfy to client uh, to camera to client uh, when sometimes our wardrobe choices can get overwhelming um, where we are now in our work life. So thank you so much for joining us, Janet, and uh, all the best for you and your team. And uh, Thank you again for our listeners of Changemakers. This wraps up another episode of our podcast where we constantly are looking to uplift and empower women professionals to create the career of their dreams by charting their own course. And so what we always love to say, until next time, you must be the change that you want to see. Love it. Love it. Thank you so much, Kimberly.